0: Welcome to the Joe Schmoe Theology Podcast, where we discuss confessions. I ain't confessing nothing! Reformed theology.
1: I don't know what either of those words mean.
0: And apologetics.
1: I am not apologizing for
0: anything either. I am your host, Adam D. Murray, and joined with me today on this program is my brother... Aaron D. Murray. The moral law doth ever bind all, as well justified persons as others, to the obedience thereof, and that not only in regard of matter contained in it, but also in respect of the authority of God the Creator who gave it. Neither does Christ in the gospel any way dissolve, but much strengthen this obligation."
1: What's up, y'all? This is episode 24 of Joe Schmo Theology, the podcast where two dummies talk about smart things. I'm A.A. Ron. And I'm a- a- Adam. Adam, <laughs> and you just came at us with some beautiful scripture. Today, we are going to start a new series on none other than... The Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments. So that'll give us a solid six weeks of material... Something like that. Yeah, so today is just going to be an introduction, and then each time after that it will be two commandments... Um, and hopefully we'll be getting on track with the normal recording schedule, I hope.
0: I, I don't know. And not yeah, anytime in, any in the near future, yeah, probably. No, this will, but, be good. this yeah, will be good. Because, maybe in
1: November. All right, anyways. <laughs> anyways, I don't know if this episode is going to be up to par uh, with the Trinity. Hard to top with, it. With our man Jay, but uh, we're still going to
0: record. We're going to talk about God's Word. Um, Adam, I heard you uh, lost your laptop. I cannot find it. It's the most infuriating thing in the world, because who loses a laptop, right? I don't know. I know. I know. My working theory is that it's either in a box somewhere in my new apartment that Hannah's living in, Mm -hmm. and I just haven't gotten over there to unpack it, or I left it in my car and someone stole it. Yeah. I usually lock my doors, but I'm not perfect. Someone
1: probably stole it. Probably. They get all of our... Basically, the only thing that's on there is our podcast episodes so maybe they'll yeah. come to know jesus and give it back there's literally nothing else on that thing so. you know too bad they didn't steal it after we went over you know the... The, thou shalt not <laughs> the yeah yeah oh well so that's cool yeah so what's going on with you man uh there's i mean a lot i guess but i don't want to spend this whole podcast talking about me the new job's really great um starting uh teaching apologetics class sunday school class starting next week which i was kind of telling you about so it's going to be an 11-week class so i'm excited about that um super nervous about it but really excited about it starting preaching class um, a seminary class that's being given here from our church nice have you learned about alliteration yet alliteration oh yeah you oh, me? okay cool of course i have <laughs> i didn't have to take a class to learn that. i know i'm just teasing um so yeah it's uh it's good i was reading this book for the class the preaching class um called preaching with freshness and it's a unique preaching book because it's a novel about preaching so i know that look you're giving it's me i was kind of like, like a huh. fiction yeah novel? so it follows this i'm only 50 pages in but it follows this pastor who um is getting he's like a burnt out preacher Um, his church has been like complaining about his preaching and everything and then he's debating whether even trying to continue to stay in the ministry or leave churches or whatever and he runs into one of his old seminary professors and so they meet for coffee once a week Mm -hmm. and every meeting for coffee is basically a new preaching lesson interesting so it's kind of a fresh way of teaching it's it, it kind of reads like a cheesy Christian movie. Yeah, right. I <laughs> we'll was about read. to say, it sounds a little corny. <laughs> um, it's it's super corny, but the it's, I mean, I read 50 pages of it today in like half an hour. So yeah. it kept me in, engaged. So I, I, it was an interesting way of, and that's not the only thing that we're reading. We've got two other textbooks that we're reading. Yeah, But this was one of the other required readings. So I'm like, well, this one's easy, so I'll knock this out before the class starts. Nice. So, Yeah
0: cool all, all good things cool all good things hey guess what happens a month from tomorrow you get married dude I'm getting married oh my goodness I'm in this weird stage of like super excited and also freaked out of my mind sometimes if I think about it too hard and also like yeah don't don't a little bit distressed don't get don't, married don't get married. Like, don't do excited no 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 don't do it it's
1: awful oh really uh huh it's Is the it worst it. you listening Mary ugh <laughs> yeah probably cause she nags me about everything oh I bet. <laughs> Uh, it's a joke people. She'll realize it, but I just, as I said, I was like, mm, some people might, okay, oh man. So. Be awesome. So um, there's a guy um, who's been listening to our podcast. His name's Tony Adams. He's been going to church here. Um, He's telling me he was listening to it and he really likes it and everything I was like, oh, that's really great. And he said that he was listening to one of our older episodes. Um, and he said, yeah, I heard that you were talking about you know Mary being pregnant again. Um, but this was with Dominic, right? <laughs> so he was like he was like so I didn't I didn't know the timestamp, so I almost went up to her and said, Congratulations on being pregnant again. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was like, like that would have
0: been gold. Oh <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. It's kinda of crazy that you know, he's as old as he is and we have only put out twenty four episodes. But still Yeah, Dominic's what, six months?
1: And we've probably put out like five episodes since he's been born. Yeah, something like that. So crazy. Yeah. Anyways, worst. uh, Ten Commandments. Um, Where should we start? I think uh, first of all, Ten Commandments. Let's talk about how important they are, just within um, church history, or or really in the Christian life in general. Um, When you look at like historical documents and everything, especially uh, catechisms, creeds, confessions, these kinds of things. Um, they're they're very important. So generally, the three most important documents that um, are used for catechisms and just um, Christian growth and doctrinal studies, these kinds of things, would be the Lord's Prayer, the Apostles' Creed, and the Ten Commandments. So when you look at the Westminster Shorter Catechism, over forty percent of the questions are dedicated to the Ten Commandments. So almost half of the whole one hundred and ten questions are on the Ten Commandments. Yeah, you know. Um, and each question per commandment has like three <clears throat> different questions. What is the commandment? What does it command? And what does it forbid? Mm-hmm. Um, so just looking at something like that, we can see how important it is um, just to Christian growth and spiritual growth, yeah. these kind of things. Well, that
0: passage that I read when we opened the, the show today was straight from the one Baptist Confession, chapter 19. Oh, that's why you're so excited about you opening well, I just you know it had to come. See, you guys don't know it because Aaron turned off the speaker. But last week Jay was like, "Yeah, the London Baptist Confession is pretty much better." No, 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 that's not what he, he said. said it. That's not what I said. He what he said, said and
1: he's right. What he said was <laughs> their um, their part on the Trinity is better. Yeah, which is it's like it's the, true.
0: More you know. Oh, it's like like the very. Rest it's, of it. it's very yeah. important. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's
1: it's good. good. It's I'm, okay. I'm happy to to learn from my brothers in Christ. What's, What's your issue, man? What's your issue? <laughs> What's your issue? So, anyways. Um, If I were to ask, I mean, I think you would know, but if I were to ask normal or just regular Christians, and I think I would be guilty of this even um, a few years ago, is, can you name all the Ten Commandments?
0: Uh, I think so. All right, so let me go through it. No other gods before me. Right. No images. Uh-huh. <clears throat> don't take my name in vain. Three. Yep. Keep the Sabbath. Four. Uh, honor your father and mother. Yep. Don't commit adultery. No. No. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's in there. Uh, it's in there. Don't murder. No. Then don't commit adultery. Yeah, don't murder. Don't commit adultery. Then don't steal. Don't steal. Don't covet. Don't, no. Nope. Don't steal. False testimony. False testimony. Then covet. Then covet. Right. Good. Nailed it. Good. That's 10. So actually, um,
1: I think two or three years ago, I did a 10 commandments study with the youth group. And I asked them you know, how many different Skittles flavors they could name, how many Avengers they could name, how many popular songs they could name, and they were just killing it. And then it was Ten Commandments, and they were like, oh, he trapped <laughs> us. us, he turned on us. But it's very true. Like yeah. You think about um, most things, and you can rattle off just stupid things like Starburst flavors. Uh, But when it comes to the Ten Commandments, it's kind of hard um, for us. And so our hope with doing uh, a series on the Ten Commandments is that we ignite a love for the Ten Commandments. And hopefully, um, by the time we're done, you can memorize them all. You'll have them all memorized. Mm -hmm. That's the hope. So um, what two places are the Ten Commandments found?
0: Uh, Exodus 20. Yep.
1: And I want to say Deuteronomy 34? No, Deuteronomy 5. So you're at right book. So Ah. Deuteronomy 20 and Deuteronomy 5. Um, Maybe we should turn there in our bibles which i don't have on hand so i'm gonna bound. i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, just keep talking here virtual and, bibles as i pull up biblegateway.com <laughs> which one do you want uh i'll take exodus 20 okay and they're virtually the same thing um but it is interesting so we have the 10 commandments here so this is uh exodus 20 verse 1 And God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. So I think that's all we'll read right now. We kind of just, you you just went over the the Ten Commandments as a whole. So um, we'll kind of read each verse and we'll add on to this as we continue the series. But let's just focus on um, those two verses. And God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. So I think there's two things that we can kind of, or two things that I see. Um, let's see if you see the same things. So um, what are some things that we see just in, in those um, two verses? Uh,
0: the first thing that comes to my mind off the cuff is um, God is identifying himself mm-hmm. as the one true God. Um, and I think that, I mean, that might be, I might be inferring or pulling or stretching the text a little bit, but... When you look at what God did in Egypt Mm -hmm. was basically show that there are no other gods, right? Right. Every plague was a direct attack against every pagan god that the Egyptians worshipped. And so the Lord is identifying himself as their deliverer and as the one true God. Um, That's what I see.
1: Okay. Yeah. So you've got that. I think that's really important um also you have let's see here i'm the lord your god who brought you out of the land of egypt out of the house of slavery so um we have what you just said and then we have in verse one and god spoke all these words saying um what's even i think it's in the deuteronomy passage it talks about god actually writing the ten commandments with his finger so all scripture is breathed out by god right all scripture is given and, and divinely inspired by the holy spirit but the ten commandments are unique in that they were actually written by the finger of God, and given to Moses, which I think is just quite incredible, and I think you may be even able to argue um, that this was the first written revelation of God. I don't know that for sure, but I want to say this could be the first written revelation that we have from God, because you have this, and then, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously Moses goes on to write the Pentateuch, so chronologically, obviously, the Ten Commandments come later in the whole story of redemption, but this comes... I think before Moses writes. I don't know that for sure.
0: Maybe like Exodus 15 when he writes his song. Yeah, but after e- deliverance. But I mean, even right?
1: that I think that it's Miriam who who sings it. Um, and I don't know if that was written down on the spot or after. It's all speculation. Yeah. A- either way, I think it's interesting. Um, another thing that you have and I think this is this is super important so don't miss this. So when you study the 10 commandments, you have to you have to have it in this framework because when when we think about um, God's law, we think about the Ten Commandments, we can tend to lean towards moralism or legalism, mm-hmm. right, and say that these are the things that you have to do, these are the things that, that you must do to be holy, which is true, right? But we have to understand first is that the Ten Commandments came to God's people after God had redeemed his people, mm-hmm. right? So after God has brought them out of slavery, out of the land of Egypt, and bring in his bringing them to the promised land, obviously that doesn't come later, but he's bringing them there, we see that redemption first, and then God's law. Mm-hmm. So salvation, then holy living. You, you could look at it that way. Right.
0: Right. And Paul makes that explicitly yes. clear, yes. Um, I believe in both Galatians and Romans, and probably other places as well, I don't have it out here in front of me, but making it abundantly clear that no one was ever saved by the law, but through faith in a coming Messiah before the cross, mm-hmm. and then looking back on the Messiah who had come after the cross, but it's always been through faith in Christ right by grace.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, it's 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 grace and then I don't want to say law, but, but kind of. So, I, I guess we can phrase the question this way. Are we under the law? Um,
0: yes and no. Yes and no. Exactly. Yes and no. So, why yes? Um, because like I read in that, uh, in the, from the confession before, um, we started this show was, I keep calling it a show. What do we call it? A program? A podcast? <laughs> podcast? Before yeah. we started this podcast was that, um, the moral law was never dissolved. Um, Christ came in to fulfill the law to show us a better way, but the moral law was never absolved. So we got the Um, two greatest commandments, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And we see in Romans 13 that by doing those things, we fulfill the law. Mm -hmm. And the thought there is if you love God and you love your neighbor, you're not going to murder your neighbor. You're not going to steal from them. You're not going to covet them. You're not going to cheat on them, Mm -hmm. right? Um, If you love God, you're going to obey the Sabbath. You're not going to take his name in vain. Like you fulfill the law through those two commandments. So the moral law was never um absolved or not absolved um done away with abrogated abrogated
1: yeah abrogated good word abrogated <laughs> yeah but i started with <laughs> absolved so, so it doesn't uh, well, work we got to abrogate it we so got there take that jay yeah uh, <laughs> wait what okay
0: uh, i don't get it that's fine i'm just gonna laugh haha uh-huh. um just keep going i'm just word. trying i don't even know what i was talking about anymore um
1: threw me off with Yeah, sorry. Jokes. Uh, the, the, the law has been abrogated, so we are no longer um, under. We no longer condemned by it, mm-hmm. I think would be a way of saying it. So Romans uh, 3.31 says... Wait, when to, you mean we, when you say we are no longer condemned by it? As in Christians. As in Christians, okay. Died. Right. Do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. So in this sense that we are redeemed people, we are to uphold the law um, because the law is god's standard for holy living it is how a christian should look mm-hmm. right by, by keeping these then if you go over to romans six fourteen, it says for sin will have no dominion over us over you since you are not under the law but under grace so we have those two things that seem like they're conflicting with one another but they're actually not when you understand that one is um pre-redemption is one one is before mm-hmm. or post redemption? Yeah. yeah right so um to answer the question are we under law yes and no like you said um, very good. So let's see here. Um, what are some other good reasons for studying the Ten Commandments? We kind of talked about why, um, you know, we can, Christians can often be ignorant of them, so it's good for us to study them and um, get a better grasp for them. We've talked about uh, kind of how we started the podcast. The uh, Ten Commandments have, all, have played just a huge role in church history and in um, discipleship and catechisms and all these other things. And then also the Ten Commandments are really good, especially in this day and age when we're kind of in a, a postmodern or post-postmodern world, whatever that means. <laughs> so the Ten Commandments, they kind of ground us and, and they help remind us that we live in a moral world of right and wrong and not just moral, moral preferences. Yeah. Right? So understanding that there is objective truth, there there is objective morality. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't just, anything that you say
0: goes. It's not, no, right? Right. Right. So, right, the world will try and steal from your worldview, borrow from your worldview uh, when it fits the agenda, when it, you know, I want to declare something right and something wrong, um, but they have to do that from an objective standard. Otherwise, it's just a social um, agreement, I guess, that mm-hmm. will change with the winds of time. Like, this is okay now, and this isn't, and this, you know, and it's constantly changing, but there were no absolutes. So, yeah. Um, Probably just made that more confusing, but that's fine. No, I think it's good. <laughs> um,
1: so you, you kind of started to talk about this um, when you, you know, you, you told, were telling the story about how the Pharisees came up to Jesus and they were arguing about which of the Ten Commandments is the most important. And you know, Jesus answer is, well. The first is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Right. So um, with Jesus's answer, what, how would you summarize the Ten Commandments with just if you could just do a one word? love love right that's exactly right it's
0: all you need and that's true i mean that's actually true (laughs) right like
1: love is all you need if you understand love to be god's law right right and god's law is summarized in love Mm -hmm. um how how is how are the ten commandments like why why are they summarized in love or why that's a horrible way to phrase that um in what way are the ten commandments summarized through the word love like how does that manifest itself in keeping the commandments
0: in keeping the commandments. Um, I mean, I, I don't know how to answer it other than kind of how I did before. Sure. Like if, we, if we've if we experienced the love and the grace of God and he has given us a new heart to lo- go and love others, like we weren't designed to sit and watch Netflix 14 hours a day. We were mm-hmm. designed to love other people. Um, and if we've been given that heart, like our natural response is to go and do those things. And love, like you look at First um, Corinthians 13, the famous love chapter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, love does not delight in evil. Love keeps no record of law- wrong. Love rejoices in the truth. Like when you think about that whole, like everything that's listed there um, in First Corinthians 13 is completely in opposition to the commands that we see in Exodus 20, mm-hmm. don't do this, right? Right. So I, I don't know. I don't know how to say it other than, like, that's the—love is in opposition to breaking the commandments. Right.
1: Well, and it's also in, in, in keeping them. So when, when you look at the Ten Commandments yeah. and you understand how that they're divided, the first four are kind of our relationship to God. So having no other gods before us, you know— not having any graven images, don't take the Lord's name in vain, honoring the Sabbath. Those four right there, Those can you think of those as like vertical love. So love mm-hmm. between man and God. And then the last six, you know, starting with honoring your father and mother, not murdering, not, no adultery, these kinds of things. That would be love man to man. So the horizontal love, mm-hmm. right? So how do I love God? By not taking his name in vain by honoring his name. How do right. I love God by you know serving him as the only true God and not having any other gods before him? How do I love God by honoring the day that he has set forth for us to worship him? Yeah. Okay. How do I love my neighbor? Well, you know by not coveting his spouse, by by not you know hating him, um, by honoring my authorities, these kinds of things. So when you're when you're doing fulfilling the law, you're loving God and neighbor at the same time, mm-hmm. right?
0: It's it's really an incredible thing. Do you think that love is summed up in keeping the Ten Commandments? Or do you think that there are other ways to love? Um, For instance, it doesn't say one of the Ten Commandments isn't like, hey, bake a pie for your neighbor and go just have a conversation and comfort them. Sure. So so what are your hmm. thoughts on that? Hmm. Um,
1: Yeah, I, I don't think that just looking at the Ten Commandments, you can surmise every single thing. Mm -hmm. Right, other than the fact that Jesus said you could, right, by saying the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So, as you look at the the second table, the last six commandments, um, I think through those, you can see, especially, you have, you know, thou shalt not murder. Mm -hmm. So, what's that commandment really saying? Well, you need to honor life. You're honoring life. Now, that has a whole host of implications. So how do you honor life? Well, you see your neighbor's down here who's sad and depressed. So you can go and you can love on him, honoring life, honoring the fact that he is made in God's image, uh, these kinds of things. So um, I I think you can, but you you may, at at face value, it may be hard to do that right? um, if you don't fully understand the whole implications of the Ten Commandments. Understanding that um, just because they're framed in a negative, thou
0: shalt not... They also are implying the positive "thou shalt do." Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, on face value, it almost looks like the non-aggression principle, right? <laughs> Don't cause harm right. to your neighbor, right. like that. That essentially is what it seems like. But I think you make a good point. Like right. when you look at, hey, buddy,
1: you want to come say hi? No, that was that was our friend of the church. Let's yeah. say, say
0: hi. Come on, you could be on I'll it. Be bye. Bye. Hey, hey thanks, Heard buddy. Heard you singing. You're on the podcast. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're
1: recording at the church, and one of the residents just walked down. We're not a cult, um, but well, hey, we do, do you, have
0: residents. Do you want to play a game?
1: Let's do this first. So okay. let's talk about the three uses of the law, and then let's play a game. Okay. So three uses of the law. I'll take the first, you take the second, I'll take the third. Okay. The first use would be to show us God's standard of perfection and to show us our inability to keep it. So looking at the Ten Commandments, you see if they're fulfilled completely, it's like, boom, this is perfect living, okay? And then as you try and, and live perfectly, you, you realize that you just cannot do it. You're going to fall short every single time. And I think, uh, I think it was Martin Luther who was talking about this and how, um, you know, the Ten Commandments can be summarized in, in just loving your neighbor, right? And he goes, okay, as if that's easier, to love my neighbor uh, as opposed to keeping the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. saying that it's very, very hard to fully and completely and truly and purely love your neighbor, So, looking at the Ten Commandments, it's God's perfection, and it exposes our sinful inability to keep God's standard.
0: Mm -hmm. Good. Second use of the law is the civil use. Um, It is a means that God uses to restrain evil. So, um, in other words, if there's consequences for your sin, there's a restraint for your sin. Mm -hmm. But also... um, You know, if you walk in accordance with the word of God and if you walk in accordance with his law and you love it, then you're going to be kept from committing those things to begin with. So there's a deterrent aspect of it, but there's also a love aspect of it where, like what we were just talking about, if I'm loving the Lord and I'm loving my neighbor, then I'm not committing the offense to begin with. And if I'm not loving the Lord and I'm not loving my neighbor, there's still a deterrent because there's consequences Mm -hmm. for my sin for breaking the law of God.
1: Yep. Yep. And then uh, the third use is it's how God expects believers to live, mm-hmm. right? So um, before you are a regenerate Christian, you are obviously going to be violating all these commandments. And then as a redeemed Christian, you are now able to keep these commandments not perfectly of course you're going to sin and you're going to you're going to stumble but it, it's much like the fruit of the spirit so so once you are saved you should be demonstrating growth you should be demonstrating you know mm-hmm. love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness self-control and all these other types of things as well as obeying the commandments so your, your love for the lord should start to increase your desire for the stat- sabbath is going to start to increase your desire to be in you know a church and, and to a local congregation is going to increase you're going to long for those times you're going to um you know start to uh, respect your authorities more your parents Mm -hmm. more you know the 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 government more despite what you think about the government you will still have that that godly respect Mm -hmm. that that is due all authorities um and 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 just these kinds of things so it's it's kind of the pinnacle this this is what you will be someday as you are growing towards it this is what you will be in glory
0: yeah right and it in a sense, it is restrictive, but it also is even more so freedom. Yes. And if you look at, I mean, if you want to know how God feels about his law, go read Psalm 119. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh, just yeah. read that the other day, oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I love the law of the Lord. Like, open my eyes to I and behold wondrous things. Mm-hmm. Let me keep it in my heart so I would not sin. I delight in him. I delight in the commandments of the Lord. I'm like, wow. Like, sometimes we just view it as so restrictive, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, God has given them to us as a a way to—I mean, as a—something um, to live by. I mean, um, Leviticus 18.5 says, Keep my decrees and laws for the person who obeys them will live by them. I am the Lord. You know, and he just—that's on the heels of saying, don't do like the Egyptians do. Like, mm-hmm. do as I have commanded you to do, and you will have life and peace, and I have come that you may have life mm-hmm. in abundance. Mm-hmm. Right? So— Okay, uh, very good. Should be cool. uh, a game. Let's play a game. All right, it's your turn. Hit me. All right. <laughs> so this game is called Something's Gotta Go. Uh, okay. Something's Gotta Go. I don't go. know how to play. Tell me how to play. So I'm going to give you four things. Okay. And you have to get rid of one of them. They can never play a role in your life ever again. Ooh. And you have to support your answer by saying why you got rid of the thing you got rid of. Okay.
1: Okay. Hang on, hang
0: on. This can't be people, right? Like you're not gonna. No, have to get rid of my family. This is all dumb stuff. Okay. Okay. I get rid of you. Okay. First one. <laughs> Thanks. I actually I had one <laughs> on here which was if you had to get rid of someone, Austin, Aaron, or Austin, Andrew, <laughs> and myself, or Olivia, which sibling which would, which would sibling get you should get rid of? But I knew where it would go, and I was like, I don't want to be the sibling voted off of The Bachelor. So anyway, that. Yeah. So, if you had to get rid of one of these things... There's so many things wrong with that statement. Just give me a rose and move on. Okay. Stop it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, if one of these things had to go, which one would you get rid of? Video games? hmm The Marvel Universe? Okay. DC Universe? Okay. Netflix, Hulu, and Prime? Oh. Those, those three are all lumped into one because yeah. they're all streaming services. Well,
1: if I get rid of, like, Netflix, Hulu, and Prime,
0: how am I going to watch any, like, DC or Marvel movies? See, that's the thing. If you kept them, you could still. But you got rid of Marvel, you could use that to watch things. But Marvel wouldn't be there anymore. Okay,
1: so now when we when we say DC, are we talking like the movies? Are we talking like Every comic books? Comics? So no Batman. No, You're basically nothing. telling. Okay, Batman well, doesn't exist
0: in this universe. Well, that's just not a thing. So, <laughs> or if you got rid of Marvel, no comics, no trading cards if that's a thing. <laughs> no, you know, no movies, mm-hmm. nothing. Same how would movie. I watch? How
1: would I watch my my shows? Like, what, what? Oh, you'd watch them
0: on Netflix or Hulu or Prime? No, 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 or no But what if I get rid of those? Like, what's the alternative? Cable. Cable. Movies? You uh, go to the theater? Yeah. That's DVDs. Expensive.
1: So I don't really watch a whole lot of TV as it is. Street movies illegally? I, don't, I'm no, I no, no, not I'm no, just there. think of alternatives. I don't know. Not still. There's other, I guess. There's other streaming services. They're probably just not as good. I've got three more of these questions, so you can't take two. Oh, dang. Okay, sorry. I am gonna get rid of Netflix, Hulu, and Prime because I can find other streaming services, and I don't use TV. Okay, now hang on a second. Does this mean that my son can't use them?
0: Or just me. Your son can use them, but okay. you can't be yeah, in the room. definitely. You oh, can't. Thank you can't, God. You can't. <laughs> I don't have to watch this horrible, blippy YouTube show. Oh, yeah. Like, YouTube. if you walk in the room, it just shuts off. It's gone. You can't ever. Oh, the power.
1: Right. I'm going to do that to you all the time. I'm going to try and watch a show and I'll
0: walk in. Eric, okay. dang uh, it. Well, that backfired. Uh huh. All right, here's the second one. Okay. And Hannah gave me the worst answer ever, so don't let me down. <laughs> okay, I've been let down enough. I love you, honey. <laughs> all right, so burgers, okay. pizza, tacos, or chicken fingers? Chicken fingers. Sorry, dude. What right? about chicken wings? Yep, chicken wings. Okay, it was I, chicken wings. And I was like, that's too easy. Obviously. I have next. I never have those. I always have the others. Wow. Okay. So, boom. All right. Easy. All right. Mountains, oceans, lakes, or forests.
1: Mountains, oceans, lakes, or forests. So, are we talking like I can never visit these things, or like if I show Do up, you and live just in a disappear? world without them. I live in a world. Without right. Nobody them. gets them mm. in this situation. How does the economy factor into that? Because the ocean is kind of huge. Um, it's a, just a different. I don't know. Okay, but it's still an alternate like... Universe. It's, it's not like
0: I'm going to like destroy people's lives. And live Would like you it? rather live in an alternate universe where there's no <laughs> oceans, no mountains? Well, what's the economy like? I don't know, Aaron. <laughs> I didn't put the math. Ah, are there fish? <laughs> Obviously not. Maybe like freshwater lake fish. Okay. How Unless big are the lakes? lakes? How big are the lakes? Do it. How big are the lakes? The lakes we have now. Like, okay. like geographically, we have the same lakes. Yeah, I could care less about oceans. Sorry, I'm not a water person. Okay. All right. Be gone. Interesting. You know... The uh, I don't, there's a lot of people that think there won't be any oceans in heaven. Yeah, I know they are, but they're wrong. Okay. Anyway, last one. <laughs> oh, we have one more. Okay. One more. Okay. 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 Um, music, podcasts, mm. movies, uh, or coffee. Oh, you're the worst. <laughs> okay. So what were they? Music, podcasts, movies, movies, or okay. coffee? And movies is like DVDs. You can't go out to a movie. Podcasts are obviously any podcast. You can still hear the word on Sunday morning. Thank God. Uh, but you can't um, like stream if you were... But I can't. Like... I guess you could stream it. You could stream if you were sick or something. <laughs> but other than that, I'm
1: sick. Uh, okay, podcasts are
0: staying. Podcasts are staying. There, I, I have too much... Uh... So music, movies, or coffee. Could you take care of your phone, man? I, I could. I'm so popular. Go.
1: Actually, no, it was uh, Ryan Farrell. Thanks, Ryan. Ryan. Group texts. Oh, my goodness. Um, Get together, Ryan. Uh, Let's see here. I think coffee's got to stay. Although, you know what? Maybe I should get rid of coffee.
0: Yeah, just normal. Just like in your
1: life. Maybe I should just totally get rid of coffee, and it's going to be a horrible, like, three weeks. We'll just wean off.
0: Oh, I can wean off? Okay. No, I'm not talking about this. I'm just talking about, like, in real life. Oh, no, that's not happening. Dude, if you're drinking 10 cups of coffee a day. Okay, you're... I'm not anymore. Okay, okay. <laughs> Things are a lot better for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> just like your heart ain't gonna hold out that much longer. Yeah, I'd have to
1: I'd have to. Can I drink tea? Uh yeah. Okay, yeah. It's not, not cool. coffee. I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of coffee. As much sure. as I love coffee, um I well, dang it. <laughs> I know I'm sticking to it. Coffee's gone. Okay. Does
0: that mean like in the entire universe? So, no one no, like, everyone else can do ah, oh, It's just going it's to gonna you. be horrible. It's just you. This is rough. Okay. Um, so, basically, you live in a world without Netflix, Hulu Prime, Chicken Fingers, Oceans, or Coffee. That's not that horrible. It's rough. Nah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and now we get to realize that we have. All of these things at our fingertips and we should worship. At our chicken fingertips. Chicken fingers. Did you say we should worship? We should worship our God. <laughs> okay, well he stopped. He said, well, We have all these things go. that we should worship. Because <laughs> you said, Oh, our chicken fingertips. Oh my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> yeah, we really need we to think we should respond with <laughs> worship.
1: Okay. Alright, so we've got ten reasons why the Christian should obey the Ten Commandments. Ten for ten. There's your alliteration, sort 10 of. Ten for ten. Ten for ten. Boom. So, uh, why don't you start, and I can go next. So, it'll kind of be every other. Every other? Every other. So, you do one, and I do two. So, you, you want me three. to do the first That's one? That's what I said. And then the third one. Well, and then the fifth one. And then the fifth
0: one. And then the, one. And then the seventh one. When does it can stop? Can you just pull up your scripture <laughs> verse? <Okay. and> <laughs> stop. <laughs> <Okay>. I <Five> can time for <laughs> you. All right. So, <laughs> so the <laughs> Sheesh! All right. So the first one is uh, we should obey the Ten Commandments because God is God and we are not, and we are His servants. Mm. Um, the passage we have for this, we being Aaron, <laughs> is yeah. I did all the work for this. You did. Well, any one of you, dude? I'm getting married. All right, and I'm working, and it's busy, and it just moved, and all right. Bro, so the passage two is two kids
1: under two. Get out here. trump card.
0: Yeah, but Mary does all the work. That we, is so true. Dude, she does it all. <laughs> All right, so dead be dead. we should obey the Ten Commandments because God is God. I'm gonna be we a better dad servants no, because I don't have Netflix so Luke 17:7 7 <laughs> through 10 yeah. says,
1: Will any one of you, dude, dude, you're jagged. gonna talk over the word? What? No, sorry, I mean, all right, yeah. fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Will any one of you who is a servant plowing or keeping sheep say to him when he has come in from the field, Come at once and recline at table. Mm. Just says, At table seems like a typo. Uh, will he not, Are you insulting the word of God? You I am is a typo? insulting Bible Gateway. No,
1: that's actually how it's translated.
0: Come at once and recline at table. Yes. Okay. Will he not rather say to him, prepare supper for me and dress properly and serve me while I eat and drink and afterward you will eat and drink? Talk to the servant. Does he thank the servant because he did what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were commanded, say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty.
1: Right, so the idea there, you know, we we are God's servants, so um, God as our master expects us to to keep the commandments, and so we as his servants, it's our duty to keep the commandments. Mm -hmm. Okay, Uh, number two, we obey the Ten Commandments because God has delivered us. All right, the gospel leads to law, not the other way around. Yeah, that's an interesting way of putting that. Um, Watch your notes. Yeah, I know, but those <laughs> notes are old. I kind of have to remember what I'm talking about. I, I guess when, when we think about it, we've kind of already talked about when we think about which comes first, the law or the gospel. Um, we kind of think law um, because it just chronologically it comes before Christ's crucifixion and resurrection and all these kinds of things. But if we think about it in the way that God has redeemed and delivered his people from Egypt, then we understand that the redemption has come first and and then the law. So the the gospel leads to law. And if by law you mean holy living, then I think that's good. Um, So you kind of look at um, even just how the book of Ephesians is written, how the book of Romans is written. It's all about... Um, doctrine, doctrine, doctrine. So this is the law. This is what you were. This is what you are now. This is what Christ is doing and has done. And in light of that, here is spiritual and holy living. So Ephesians, the first three books are you know, doctrine, and the last three verses, or chapters rather, are about how you know Christian living. And it's kind of the same way with uh, Romans. The first 11 are all about um, doctrine, and then the last uh, you know 12 through 16, those are all about holy living. So um, understanding that Uh, The law should, it's only, man, this is a horrible way of saying it, Um, but the law has power in the Christian once the Christian has been redeemed. So, uh, help me. (laughs) I mean, you get what I'm saying. I I don't know, I'm doing a horrible job of this.
0: I was kind of but, looking up my next passage. Okay. So, well, thanks okay. for that. So, <laughs> so,
1: anyways, I hope that doesn't doesn't confuse too much. But uh, it's important that we know that we obey the Ten Commandments because we have been delivered. The Ten Commandments do not deliver us. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm trying to say. Nice. Now it's your turn. Put a nice bow on yeah. it. Yeah. Thank nice. you. It was that's good box of
0: vomit with a bow on it. <laughs> Don't open that. <laughs> it's all right, man. Um, okay. The third reason why we obey the Ten Commandments is we obey for our good. Um, Deuteronomy twelve twenty eight says, Be careful to obey all, the, all these words that I command you, that it would go well with you and with your children after you forever, when you do what is good and right in the sight of the Lord your God. And uh, we saw that again in Levit- Leviticus um, 18, 5, that we would live by them. We saw it in Psalm 19, um, that it's, uh, the, it should be the delight of our heart. The law right. of God should be the delight of our heart. We should love it. Um, you know, that whole John Piper Christian hedonism thing, right? <laughs> you know, no, no, you don't love it. No. You're not a hedonist. No. All right. We can talk about that at some point. Hey, hey That'd be good. go ahead. All right. It's fine. I just, I just saying that, um, there are blessings and benefits that come with obeying the, the law of God. And it doesn't mean that you're going to be driving a McLaren or something. There's not, it's not a prosperity gospel thing. I do know what a McLaren is. It's a nice car. It sounds like a junker. Nah. Okay. Nah, it's nice. Anyway, all right. So we obey for our good. Okay. Uh,
1: four, we obey the Ten Commandments in order to stay free. Okay. So we understand that the, the Ten Commandments—it's not a whip to order slaves around. It's—it's it's more of like a, think of a playground that children play on around a cliff, and there's there's a fence around that cliff. So the children see all they see is is the fence. So they're able to run, they're able to jump, they're able to skip, they're able to play tag, they're able to have a great time. You remove the Ten Commandments, you remove that fence. And then all you see is just a, a death drop precipice. And so are the children going to run? Are they going to play? No, they're not because they're terrified of stumbling and falling, right? So the Ten Commandments free us up to enjoy God's good mm. gifts, right? So you, you think of uh, number seven, right? Now, shall not commit adultery. Mm. Understanding that and having that in place gives us freedom to enjoy the benefits of marriage that God has given us. Hmm. Knowing that there is, there is a boundary in place and knowing that God has designed things to be done and to be uh, enjoyed in a specific context. And hmm. that context would be within the Ten Commandments. So um, God's good gifts are best enjoyed and uh, we feel the most freedom to enjoy them when they are within God's standard.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Um, number five, we obey because of who we are in Christ. This is who we are. This is how you act. Um, you didn't put a reference on there, but the couple things that come to mind is the passage, I think, in Second Corinthians, that we are a new creation. Um, you know, we see that uh, throughout the whole fir- book of First John, um, you know, that the standard of, of, of living that God calls us to is holiness and righteousness um, because we are little Christ, right? We are, um, we are in his image. We've been redeemed. He's put his spirit in us. Um, you know, first Peter says, do not be conformed to the passions of your former former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, so you also be holy in all your conduct. Um, Mm -hmm. so those are the things that come to mind, but we are new creations in Christ and that's how we are called to act.
1: Right. Good. Number six, we obey because of who we are becoming in Christ. So as we study the Ten Commandments, we're going to start to see what Jesus is like. So you see Jesus, he is the, you know, he's God-man, you know, fully God, fully man. And he kept the Ten Commandments. He's the only man, human ever who has kept the Ten Commandments. So as, as we look at them, we are going to start to see and appreciate and understand truly the perfection of Christ. And how Christ, as you said, has made us a new creation, has mm-hmm. redeemed us, and we are going to, we are becoming even more like Christ every day, as we are Christians. Now, again, there's there's setbacks and everything, and this is how sanctification works. But sanctification works with an upward trajectory. Okay, mm-hmm. so understanding that if, if you're struggling in your sin right now, and you're like, oh, this is just awful, I'm, I'm I i do not even know if I. Believe that I'm an actual Christian or not? Has Christ actually saved me? You need to understand that it's not necessarily where you are as much as it is the direction that you're headed. Yeah. So, so yes, if, if you're involved in sin now, then you need to repent of that. Then, then you need to you know get accountability for that. You need to be attending a local congregation. You need, you need to be in submission to local elders. Um, and you need to understand that as, as you do all these things, these are the, the things that the Lord uses to mold you into his image. And <clears throat> you will start to have a fondness and a love and a desire to keep those Ten Commandments. That's so good. as we study the Ten Commandments, we see what Jesus is like and we see what we will become like and we what, what we are becoming like. Hmm.
0: That's good. Um, yeah, number six. Seven. seven. Sorry, I was you're, like, "I'm sorry, your odd number." Here it dude. is, number six or seven. <laughs> oh my goodness! We we obey to bring glory to God. Um, you had John fourteen fifteen in here. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Um, first thing I thought of was again a passage in First Peter. Um, 212 that says keep your conduct among the gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers mm-hmm. they may see your good deeds and glorify god on the day of visitation so our actions and our love for christ points to christ and his actions and his love for himself and his glory and for us right so <coughs> yeah excuse
1: me there you to cough <coughs> okay um number eight we obey for our assurance so if you look at uh, 2 Peter 1.10, uh, then this can be a confusing verse if you don't uh, kind of understand what Peter's getting at here, but uh, <clears throat> so this is uh, verse 10 of chapter one of 2 Peter. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fail. So as we become more and more like Christ, it, it acts as assurance for us to know that we are actually truly in Christ. So we start to see the, this progression and this growth and sanctification and in holiness. And we see, okay, yes, we truly are God's people. And again, this, this takes time. Mm-hmm. Now, this is something, and I don't want to be too harsh on this, but I think I heard, it was Claire Ferguson I first heard this from. And he said, if you have a low view of God's law, then you're going to have a low view of assurance of salvation, mm. right? Because if you don't value God's law, if you don't follow God's law, um, you're going to be living like someone who is not part of God's body, mm, right? You're, you're not going to be living as a child of light, but as a child of darkness. So as you do follow these these things, um, understanding that you follow them because of the redemption Christ has given you, you're going to realize and, and just grow in your, in your strength and your sanctification and your assurance of, being adopted and being in the body of christ Mm -hmm. and being his uh part of his people so um when peter's talking about saying make your calling an election sure that that's what he's talking about is your sanctification and that's kind of where we get this idea of perseverance of the saints understanding that those who are truly saved will live as those who are truly saved Mm. with with ups and downs of course with backsliding
0: of course but with progression that's good that's good uh, number nine, we obey so that our neighbors might be won over to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Matthew five sixteen on here. I actually want to back up a little bit further. Sure. Start in 13 where it says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Right. So we're a preserving agent in the world. Uh, but then it goes on to say, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. We've all seen that when we're driving down the highway and we see a town coming up or a city coming up. Um, Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. It's pointless. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Good. Okay, uh, number
1: 10, we have, we obey because we've been set apart. We must be holy because God is holy. So I've got Exodus 19 on here, um, and that's in the immediate context. Um, But also you look at, you know, 1 Peter, you you look at Ephesians, and it's all talking about how you are a chosen race a holy people, um, a royal priesthood, a people for God's own possession, these kinds of things. So... um, the, the Ten Commandments, we obey them because we are holy. because mm-hmm. God has made us holy because and, and I mean there's crossover with some of these things, but again, it's it's we are holy. this is God's standard for holiness and this is how we manifest that holiness by following the rules of God, mm-hmm. by following God's law. right? So those are the uh, 10 reasons for why Christians should follow the Ten Commandments. Do you have any closing remarks as we wrap up here?
0: I don't, but I did just read from Matthew 5. Sure. And um, as I'm looking at the subheadings for the rest of the chapter, check this out. So you have salt and light, what I just read. Mm-hmm. Then you have fulfillment of the law. Mm-hmm. Then you have murder. Right. Then you have adultery. Yep. You have divorce, oaths, eye for an eye, love for your enemies. Yeah. Like Jesus is... Preaching. <laughs> right, so directly from, right, so those are the beatitudes that Jesus yeah. is preaching through. And a lot of
1: people look at that and they say, okay, this is this is what things will be like in heaven because it's talking about, you know, these, these ideas of perfection and everything. It's like, no, this is actually what a Christian is supposed to look like, <clears throat> right? And, and that's Jesus' point. And, you know, Jesus is, you could say, is exegeting Exodus 20, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So um, yay for preaching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next week we will be covered, or not next week, hopefully in two weeks, Lord willing. Um, we will be doing the uh, first two commandments and uh, I think it's going to be fun. Uh, I had a great time doing this with you. I needed it. It's good for my I soul. I did too. I did I like too. it. Okay. Well, until next time, remember... Wait! Oh my goodness. I almost forgot. We have a review. Oh. Um. Yeah. I got to pull it up. Um, it's not on iTunes. It's, okay. It's on... Uh, what is this? CastBox. Cool. Um, and can
0: I just say while he's pulling that up, reviews... And shares and things like that are helpful um, because people don't know about this, (laughs) and without you, they won't know about this. But also, you know, not everybody wants to go through and listen to an hour-long podcast without knowing anything about it. So, your reviews really give people a sense of whether or not it's going to be worth their time. So, um, you know, if you if we've learned it, please go subscribe, like it, share it. Review it.
1: Also, don't Five delete stars. your reviews once you review it, because I can't find it anymore. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Just pick it up.
0: <laughs> it was by Tony
1: Adams, and it basically said, I love this podcast.
0: It's good. Oh, yeah, and he yeah. said we were too mean to vegans. Oh, yeah. You well, you were mean to vegans. Wow.
1: I'm not mean to vegans. Yeah. I
0: love vegans. I mean, so, okay, quick story. Uh, we're wrapping up. On today. animal cruelty. Okay, fine, fine. So, Okay, is this going to be an offensive story? No, it's not. It was actually really sad. So, I was driving um, here from work. And I'm heading east on 75th Street, and this big, giant, like, orange Hummer is coming towards me. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I look to my left, and I see these two animals running, and it was this... This cat, someone's pet, chasing this um, chipmunk out into the road, and the thing got (laughs) nailed and like flew. I mean, it flew like almost up to the porch of the family. (gasps) Oh, so they're gonna come outside and see this cat just sitting on their porch, almost. Did the guy stop? No, he kept going. Oh, so 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 it's gonna look like someone hit their cat, and they just dumped
1: it on their front porch it's gonna look
0: like that oh that's so yeah, sad it almost got all the way up there so oh anyway did the chipmunk make it chipmunk made it well <laughs> of course right yeah, the chipmunk why wouldn't is. it why wouldn't it so anyway what a happy note to end on but guys we really appreciate you um thanks for listening and uh remember every joe schmo can grow, can grow some mo.